Welcome to the QChat Business Podcast, hosted by the Quincy Area Chamber of Commerce in partnership with Town Square Media. Hi, welcome to the QChat Business Podcast. I am Latanya Brock, President and CEO of the Quincy Area Chamber of Commerce. Today we have with us in the studio, Melanie Allen from Shortridge Construction. Melanie, tell the listeners today a little bit about you. I am a third generation co-owner um, of Shortridge Construction. I was born and raised in Quincy. I grew up going to the office with my mom, helping her with age-appropriate tasks, um, anything from answering the phone when she was busy and couldn't take it to writing deposit slips or counting screws or whatever needed to be done around the shop just to keep me busy when I was after school or on break or something like that. So I went away to college, not necessarily intending to come back. I was a journalism major, actually, and over the course of four years, switched to business administration, and I guess my heart led me home. It was really no pressure for me to come home to join the family business, but it was just what I wanted to do, and so here I am, back, and it's been 20 years, and I don't know how that time flew. (laughs) (laughs) You you barely look 20, Melanie. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that, but but when I was thinking about it uh, (laughs) earlier today, I was like, wow, it's 20 years. Wow, that's a long time. But I'm back, and so now I I still do basically whatever needs to be done at the office. Um, anything from bidding and estimating, project management, doing the accounting, the payroll, answering the phone still if it needs to be picked up, um, unloading material if it comes in. I'll jump on a forklift and do that. Um, staking job sites, going out and walking job sites, whatever I needs to do. Wow! So you were in training as a little girl. Did you know that? I I guess I did. Maybe somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you got a chance to go away. But the thing that brings me most joy is that you came back. We hear a lot of things now when Quincy where kids are wanting to leave. But I think our listeners should also know those that are looking for uh, talent and how we're going to attract talent to know that there are individuals like yourself that leave Quincy that may say that they're never coming back, but they end up coming back, whether it's to a family business Mm -hmm. or to a local business to work. So I think that that's a great story. So, Melanie, tell me a little bit about how Shortridge Construction got started. Shortridge Construction was started by my grandpa. He started as a residential home builder. He actually started, I think, like just laying tile and building homes and then moved into like developing subdivisions. Somewhere in there, my um, mom graduated from college also and came back home. And my uncle, he was in the, um, the armed services, and then he came back and started helping my grandpa. And then I'm starting to see a thing. There here. is a thing, you know. And like I said, there was never any pressure for me to come back. I never felt that pressure to come back, even though that's what others did. So they kind of switched from home building to commercial construction. And so they started um, building warehouses out on Ellington Road and some of the manufacturing places down on like Route 57 and stuff and um, just developed more into a commercial construction company, which is where we are now. Um, We specialize mainly in like structural steel erection or pre-engineered building erection. We also do a lot of design build, which is if somebody comes into our office and says, I need a building that's built for us like exactly what we need. How can you help us get there? So sometimes we get sketches on literally napkins on pieces of cardboard. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's literally a pencil sketch that says, I need a room here, a room here, a break room, a restroom, and this many square feet for my business. And um, we can draw it and turn it into like a reality for them. Wow. So from residential to commercial. So at the time that your family pivoted to the commercial industry, was there um, a need or a desire or both? And tell me about that. Well, it's kind of 
of funny if you. It, I've heard. I, I wasn't around, but I've I've heard that um, Grandpa uh, got sick of changing light fixtures. <laughs> My type of guy. Yeah, that, that like the residential market was like more difficult because like people would change their minds more. I think you know, and like I don't know that that necessarily is not true. You know, like commercial, they still there's still plenty of changes that happen. But um, he he said that he was ready for something that was like more more consistent consistent or okay. yeah consistent or stable mm-hmm. um so yeah i that i think that it was just a part of the growing interesting story so third generation i think that's something that Quincyans can celebrate. We have a lot of small local businesses here that are on third and fourth and fifth generation. So um, definitely hats off to your family, uh, your grandfather's vision. I mean, I wonder what he would, what he thinks about it today as he sees that it's continued to grow and been handed down to. Oh, I think he's very proud. And I think um, he, he always, whenever I see him, will be like, what'd you do today? You know, he, he's still, he's 94 or he will be uh, next week. And he still says, what'd you do today? Yeah. What well, he's still very interested in what we're doing and what projects we have going on. And um, even though he's not actively involved and he doesn't come down to the office every day, he, he's still very interested and he's very proud of where it has gone. And your grandfather, Melanie, is a part of our Business Hall of Fame. He is. He is. He has kudos to him. Um, Melanie, if you could tell the uh, listeners, is Shortridge Construction, do you only do work locally? We try to stay within about a 90 mile an hour mile an hour a 90 mile radius um i like my guys to come home and spend their evenings with their families i think that's very important so it, i like them to be able to travel to the job site and still be able to come home and spend their um nights with their families so we try to stay within 90 miles um, that's not to say that we haven't gone outside that range when back in the day, again, I was a little girl, but um, they, we did jobs in Nigeria and in Saudi Arabia. I mean, we've we've and all over the United States. So um, they've gone farther. But currently we try to stay close. Wow. So it's a conscious choice. It's one of your values as a family business yep. to make sure that your guys get back home to their families. Yep. So let's change the subject a little bit and talk about, um, in the space of construction, how did 2020 impact that? We know that COVID hit, things changed, some businesses were necessary, some businesses were unnecessary um, in their language, right? Um, How did, what were some of your biggest obstacles in 2020? Well, I think 2020 was a challenge for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think we were considered essential. Um, we had a lot of essential projects that were going on. So it really didn't stop us. Um, we continued to build through 2020. The private sector was pretty slow. There was not a lot of companies that were looking to expand or build. I think just the nature of the whole pandemic, and no one really knew what to expect or where we were going to go. So I don't think that there was a ton of people looking to build. There were definitely maintenance projects that needed to happen. There were roofs that needed fixed, you know, things that needed to be um, maintained and I guess just continued, you know, projects that needed to be continued. It was it was a challenge for all of us just looking ahead and seeing where we went. The fourth quarter, we definitely saw people getting interested, excited for 2021, seeing what, what we could do. We saw quite an uptake in interest in where it was going to go. 
tell me what were some what are some of the successes that you've been able to experience in 2021 thus far? 2021, um, well, in the construction industry has been very interesting. Also, <laughs> we um, since January we've seen great huge price increases um, across the wood market, the steel market. They're both very volatile markets right now. That's been a challenge for us. Um, everyone was ordering buildings and trying to prepare for 2021, the end of 2020. And lead times on buildings have basically tripled from what we would have said was a standard lead time on a building. Um, so we're looking at just trying to work our way through this new market, figure out how to get through it and weather the storm and move through 2021. I'm sure your customer service have to now look different. Um, when you think about going to a wait time that you didn't have to experience before. Can you talk to me a little bit about how your your customer service have had to change in this space? Well, I think we just have to be honest and open with our customers and tell them from the very beginning, we know that you are excited about this project. Everyone's always excited about their Absolutely. projects and they want it and they want it as soon as they can possibly get it. And so I think you just have to be very open and honest that we're doing what we can and we will do everything to push that building along. But the building is instead of eight to 12 weeks out, it is now 20 to 24 weeks out. And I think that they hear that not only from us, but it's pretty much standard across the industry and we do what we can do. Absolutely. Do you find that your clients or your customers are being patient with you guys during this time? Yes. Yeah, we have um, seen nobody has. I think everyone learned patience in 2020. <laughs> and didn't learn anything else. <laughs> they learned patience. So I think that, um, yeah, everyone is, is very understanding. So, Melanie, as a woman, we the chamber focus a lot on diversity, equity and inclusion. In fact, I just finished doing a workshop today. So when you think about that as a woman in the construction um, space, what things still surprise you? (laughs) (laughs) And I guess it doesn't surprise me anymore. Um, No, it's funny. I'm usually the only woman in a room if I if I go to a meeting or something like that. And it doesn't bother me. I've never really felt like it's a barrier to me. But it it does make me chuckle every once in a while when I'll get on a forklift and I'll be like, I'll unload that for you. And they kind of look at me like, are you sure? (laughs) Then once I do it, you know, they're like, oh, you you can do this. You're Mm -hmm. you're good. Um, So it does make me chuckle. But I I get a couple looks every once in a while Mm -hmm. when I jump on a forklift or if somebody calls the office and says, I need to talk to somebody about this. And I say, well, I can help you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then then they'll talk to me and we'll figure it out together. That's amazing. I I often think about when you think of women in construction, it usually is very different. Mm -hmm. And people don't typically think about that. And so some of their expectation of just a female is different. You enter the room, they maybe think that you are the executive assistant, or they think that you are kind of the note taker or there to get them coffee and all that type of things, right? Or you're you're waiting to call someone else that can unload the truck to hear you say, nope, I'll do it. I'll drive the forklift. Mm -hmm. I just wonder what kind of things are going through some of those men's head at times when they (laughs) see you coming out there. I don't know if you guys noticed but or know this about Melanie, but Melanie's not um, very tall or a very big girl at all. So um, I can't even imagine what they think when you say, I'll unload that. Because um, immediately I want to say, don't do that, Melanie. Let, let the big guys do that. Don't worry about that. It's kind of fun. Look at that. You would like that. So Melanie, as a small business, um, as a, being in a small business, what would you tell other people that are thinking about entrepreneurship or coming back and working for their family business? What are some things that you would or advice you would give them? Number one, I guess just be flexible. Your day may not turn out like you planned it at the very beginning of it. 
I call it being hijacked. My days are often hijacked. Um, I could be going in one direction and really moving along and right turn or left turn and we're off on a totally different direction and we end up somewhere where we never expected to be at the beginning of that day. So be flexible. I think be positive. Always be looking for solutions, not for problems. I don't like something somebody tell me, no, that can't be done. I'm always looking for, yes, it can. How how can we get through this challenge um, that's facing us? Treat everybody with honesty and integrity, and I think that earns you respect, and do the best you can do. Absolutely. So you mentioned uh, being flexible and your time being hijacked. (laughs) Typically, when people think about entrepreneurship, some people, not all, they think about it as, I get to work for myself, and no one gets to tell me what to do. Oh, yeah. But just listening to you, of course, people do tell you what to do, and your day is is flipped upside down um, at any given time. So it's not about you as an entrepreneur, but it's about your customers. I think that's a great um, thing for our listeners to hear today, especially if they're in a small business or thinking about entrepreneurship or running a department, right, Mm -hmm. Um, as it is their own, is to make sure that they become almost all things to all people and knowing that our time is not our own. I think sometimes in leadership we lack that. So to hear you say that today is definitely refreshing, I'll say that. (laughs) What are some other tips, Melanie, that you would give a small business owner um, if they're struggling um, in the space of not even COVID, but coming off the heels of COVID, or maybe they, they're, they're having um, low morale issues within their organization. What are some tips that you would give small business owners? I think don't be afraid to like make a mistake. Always be willing to learn. I think that through some of our mistakes, we learn the most. And if you do make a mistake, own it, move on, don't do it again. I think that's one of the best things that you can learn. That's huge. I liked I I feel like being a lifetime learner is so important mm-hmm. and I love learning. They always laugh because I'm the person that's going to go like look it up on Google. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Google knows everything, right? <laughs> that, I guess they, I guess they do, but like I'm the one that's like always looking looking to figure something else out. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned being a, lof- a lifelong learner, but then also um, a couple questions ago, you mentioned um, you always look for an opportunity and don't look for a way to say no, but a way to say yes. How does that go hand in hand for success with with businesses or in a career period? Well, I think that if you are a lifelong learner, if you're willing to continue to like look for those solutions, like you're going to look for an answer, you know, you're going to try and learn something so you can figure it out. I really, truly don't think there's many things, many problems that can't be solved if everybody comes together, like, and maybe you have to compromise every once in a while, but most things can be solved if you look for that compromise and you're willing to learn something. Melanie, I'm going to ask you this question before we end today. When you think about people that say, or our community says, especially in the beginning of COVID, we heard a lot that small businesses are the lifeline of our community. What does that mean? Oh, I think it's so true. I think that small businesses are what makes America, America. You know, it's those, it's those grandpas that started construction companies, you know, and then were built into what we have been able to be today. You know, it's that most of the bigger companies started small. Everyone has to start small in order to get anywhere. So I think that those small businesses are what built America. That's awesome. I think Melanie too, small businesses drive innovation. Definitely. I think that we can get things in our community with small businesses that sometimes we can't get from large box stores. Mm-hmm. But being the president and CEO of the chamber, I certainly am glad that we do have both, a mix of both. But I definitely 
appreciate the innovation of our small business community and how they even handled last year and, and got creative. So is there anything that I asked you today that you thought um, that I did not ask you today that you thought I would ask? Okay. <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to share with us, Melanie? I think that's that's about it. Okay. Thank you to our partners at Town Square Media, Quincy Hannibal. And again, thank you to Melanie Allen for from Short Ridge Constructions for joining us today on the Q Chat Business Podcast. Melanie, thank you and have an amazing day. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome.